It's the Real Estate Podcast, brought to you by Ray White, the largest real estate and property group in Australasia. And welcome to another episode of the Real Estate Podcast. Well, 2022 is here and hopefully this is going to offer you some opportunities financially in the property market. We know it's a hot market, which translates to competitive market, and a competitive market translates to paying more for what you want, unfortunately. And anyone who thinks that they can short the process would be enacting an Houdini trick, and we would welcome them onto the podcast because we're all going to be interested to know how they did that. But there is a process everyone has to follow, but where you can be a lot more organized when it comes to buying a property is to know all of the ins and outs of streamlining the process. And that's where a buyer's agent might be where you look to. So joining us right now is Rich Harvey from Property Buyer. Rich, welcome to the Real Estate Podcast. I know it's the first time that we've spoken. It's great to have you on. Thank you so much, Craig. Pleasure to be on board. And like anything in life, you know, people always try and short the process, don't they? And being a property buyer, I would imagine that sometimes you might be called in to do a mopping up exercise, you know, like the the buyers weren't organized. They've then decided, let's recalibrate all of this. And then you are swung into action. That's right. Look, sometimes we're called in at the last minute uh, to try and do mop-up operations where people have really done a botched job of a negotiation or, or an assessment of a property. And other times we're called in right at the beginning. But I think the important thing, Craig, for any buyer out there is to just use the old adage of be prepared. You know, buying a property is not like buying a loaf of bread or a pair of shoes. It's the most important financial asset you are ever going to buy in your lifetime. And most people don't do it very often probably every seven to 15 years on average. So it certainly pays to to get good advice and to get the right sort of help in that process. You know, I was talking to somebody the other day on the podcast and we made this analogy and that is that it seems like for whatever reason at the moment, there can be more time spent at looking at buying a car than, you know, looking at a property. You're absolutely right. A lot of people spend more time planning their annual holidays than they do buying their own property. And I think if any any buyer puts the, the right amount of time into it, they're going to get a better result than just leaving it to chance. I mean, the things that a buyer should typically do when they're thinking about buying a property is firstly get pre-approved. That's the first thing. Before you go shopping for a property, know your budget, talk to your broker. And, and I recommend using a broker because they can do all the running around to all the banks to get the best deal. And then you know what you've got to play with. And then the second thing you've got to do is actually write down your wish list and you've got to write down your most essential criteria and your desirable criteria. So write down the things that are a deal breaker and the things that aren't a deal breaker. Because a lot of people just jump onto real estate domain or domain and then start searching and think, well, that's a nice one. Let's go and have a look. Yeah, the impulsive let's go and check this property out. It's almost a social thing to do for many people. I've been at the odd dinner party where someone is giving a bit of a breakdown on some of the houses that they have seen across a weekend. So we do need to be more strategic and smart about how we engage with a new property. So what's the first step buyers should do? So first step is get your finance, organise your what we call the property brief. And then what I do for our clients is we prepare what's called a suburb profile report. We give them some information on properties that have recently transacted literally in the last two to three months. 
So you've got like a benchmark of what your budget can actually afford to buy. And that way, then you're comparing like with like. You're going in fully armed to know what you can actually afford to buy. And then the buyer needs to then start, you know, wearing out the shoe leather, calling the agents, actually visiting the open homes. And, and that's an arduous process. And can I tell you, Craig, this year, a lot of buyers have got what we call, what we call serious buyer fatigue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when I'm out doing my Saturday inspections, I see the same buyers rock up. They're still at the auctions and they walk away disappointed. But there's a lot of buyer fatigue out there. Yes, unfortunately, buyer fatigue is a byproduct of the hot property market that we live in. So many people are just over it. But you have to push through that barrier because the market isn't stopping for you to catch your breath. And between pauses, a very quick ten, twenty, thirty thousand dollars $30,000 can go up in value. So we need to keep moving, keep pressing ahead into the next step. What's that, Rich? The next step in our process is once you've found a property you like, it's then working out what is it worth? What should you actually pay for this property you've found? And that's where it pays to really have a good eye and understand how valuations work. So the way we do it, we look at the land size, the construction of the property or the improvement upon the land. We look at the slope, the aspect, distance to shops, schools and amenities. We look at the parking on the property and if there's any easements or restrictions over the property or any negatives over the property. So we add all of those things together, take them into account and come up with what we think and believe is the right accurate number. And what I would say to a lot of people out there, be careful of a lot of the automated valuation products that are out there. Even the banks produced one where you're supposed to hold your mobile phone up. Do you remember that? I think that's CBA one. I don't know if you ever saw that. Yeah, almost a novelty device. You've certainly got to dig a lot deeper than that. Mm-hmm. But uh, again, don't, don't put a lot of credence in those. You've got to really look at, at comparable sales, the most recent comparable sales in the last couple of weeks. Then you've got to step into the next phase, which is the negotiation phase. And this is where it, it makes it or breaks it for you. You, know, you might have spent 12 months finding the perfect property. You've evaluated it. You go into the auction. You're all prepared and then you might stuff it up. But you've got to know how to make the right move at auction and, and know when to bid, how much to bid, or if it's private treaty, you know, what offer do you put up first? Then the next step, oh, so before that step, I should go back one step. I haven't talked about the due diligence phase. So you must get a pest and building inspection done, or if it's, say, an apartment, you must get a strata inspection done. Because you've got to know if there's any problems, any structural problems or any building problems with the property, you know, things like rising damp or water penetration or any cracked tiles, that sort of thing. Then you go and do your negotiations, secure the property, make sure your contract's being reviewed by your solicitor, and then uh, then it's about time to ready to sign a contract and uh, and organise a settlement date and move in. So yeah, it's a pretty comprehensive process that each buyer's got to go through. You know, it's quite interesting talking about budget and how people don't know what their budget is. I mean, if if you go back to I don't know, when we were 20-year-olds, 25-year-olds, I reckon we all knew exactly down to the cent. But for whatever reason, budgets seem to be shifting so much these days with people. Oh, totally. I mean, with low interest rates, people have been able to afford to borrow more. So the serviceability of mortgages has increased dramatically. So a lot of people have been bidding to their maximum borrowing power. So you've seen a lot of that translate into higher prices. However, you've seen APRA step in in the last three months and raise the serviceability floor, which has really um, reduced lending capacity by most people by around 5%. But it's, look, I'm trying to encourage my sons to save for a deposit at the moment. Anyone out there, it's just, it is a matter of being persistent and saving as much as you can 
and shopping around to find the best lender that'll, that'll give you the right amount of money to get into the market. Hey, Rich, great to talk to you today, offering up some sound advice around the property buyer's space. And thank you so much for coming on to the Real Estate Podcast. My pleasure, Craig. Anytime. Happy to help out. We connect you to the best real estate information across Australia. The Real Estate Podcast. 